0: When her single mom became mentally ill, Rory found hope in Focus on the Family's radio program for kids.
1: I did a lot. I, like, went into my head a lot. Um, And without God and without Adventures and Odyssey, I think
0: that I could have ended up in a really, really dark place with those thoughts. I'm Jim Daly. Together, we can encourage more children like Rory, especially during this pandemic. Donate today at focusonthefamily.ca slash give.
2: You say I love you, and how I wish and pray I could believe that with all my heart. What hurts the most is that you chose not to love, but give what was ours and made a choice to love another. When will the pain and doubt subside? I don't know, but soon I hope. When all the pain and doubt subside, I don't know what's going to happen. Well, imagine how you'd feel after learning the one person you love the
1: most has betrayed you. On today's Focus on the Family, you'll hear about a family's journey through infidelity and the miraculous work that God did to bring them back together. Your host is Focus President and author Jim Daly, and I'm John Fuller.
0: John, we have talked many times on this program about marriages that are on the brink. It's the end. In fact, we have a program called Hope Restored for those specific couples who have come to the end of their rope. Uh, We've heard from couples who struggle through difficult and heartbreaking situations. From the outside, um, we may be tempted to judge whether or not they did the right thing or if they applied the right spiritual understanding to their situation. Uh, We never really know the full story. Uh, We judge from the outside, and let's face it, we tend to do that. We look at a circumstance of our neighbor, our friends, and we think we have the answers, but we don't really know what's all going on underneath it. Um, We do know that God hates divorce, and that's not his plan for us uh, in a lifelong commitment to each other, and that the devastation of divorce Um, can create crippling consequences for the couple, for their kids, for the family as a whole. That's why I am so grateful to have Bob and Audrey uh, Meisner with us in the studio today, because their story is one of hope, although it is a bumpy road.
1: Mm -hmm. And uh, Dr. Bob and Audrey Meisner are the founders of Love Married Life, uh, which is a ministry where they teach and train married couples who are struggling or just want to experience a better, more fulfilling marriage, and uh, they write and speak on marriage issues regularly. They've written a book that will form the basis of our conversation today, uh, Marriage Undercover, Thriving in a Culture of Quiet
0: Desperation. And I think it's doctors. You're both doctors, yes, right? right. Mm-hmm. First of all, welcome to Focus on the Family.
3: Thank, Thank you. you. It we is. could not be more honored. <laughs> we we feel actually very feel like part of your family here. Well, You've been part of our family for our entire married life. We've been married coming on thirty-four years next year. Thirty-four. Yes, yeah, yeah. and that's focus good. on the family has a huge impact on us. So we are honored beyond well, belief. And, 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 and adventures and odyssey have been playing <laughs> in our of home. Course. They still it still plays in our home.
0: When you look at that, that's so comforting to us. You know, all the staff here that works hard every day. That yes. is an encouragement to us. That we played some small role in mm-hmm. your. Family's mm-hmm. life, yeah. and and uh, you know, as we hear your story, uh, that gives us even more confidence that what we do every day, and what the supporters who support us, and work hard every day mm-hmm. uh, to send those gifts to us that it, uh, it's a treasure in heaven. Exactly. And your story is a treasure and in heaven. And our family
3: needs you. Our uh, family needs Focus on the Family because what you're doing is actually working. It's touching hearts, not just our wow. minds. You know, we can all learn the right stuff, but when our hearts are touched mm-hmm. and God is involved, all of a sudden that impossible situation becomes possible, and that's what the message that I hear on Focus on the Family.
0: Well, and you guys were uniquely tested in this way. Yes. I mean, you know, obviously you made decisions, that mm-hmm. uh, put you and Bob in a very difficult spot. I want to get to that story, but let's talk about the first 17 years sure. mm-hmm. of your more than 30 years of marriage, because you describe those in your book as wonderful times, good times. You were... In sync, you were becoming one flesh, yeah. as the scripture would say. Describe it for me.
2: Well, for us, we, we met at Bible College, and our backgrounds were extremely similar in our upbringing. So we just love that about each other. What we what So we you're loved. so much alike. Yes. And, and here I <laughs> thought it was so because I just thought he was so good alike. looking. And I thought it
3: was his cowboy boots, but apparently it was our upbringing. for <laughs> the
2: first 17 years, we really saw no difference. No. But since then... <laughs> Oh, my goodness. We're so different. But we loved each other. But what we loved most was that we had such a heart of devotion to the Lord. Mm -hmm. We really wanted to be world changers. Mm -hmm. How God has transformed our lives and we just knew that we would be able to do and create something better together than if we were apart from each other.
0: Yeah, and Audrey mentioned this. This can fill it out a bit more, but you were going to marriage conferences. You are doing the right things, reading books together as you put your head on the pillow, I'm sure.
2: Yeah,
3: pastoring. together. Pastoring a church together. Pastoring a time church. Ministry I mean, together. And having kids and making fun memories with our children. Lots of it. And laughing a lot.
2: Lots of it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then that busy stuff. After seventeen years you're doing a lot, you're doing a lot
2: for the Lord. You're doing a lot for your family. Well if you're gonna change the world, then you gotta be busy. <laughs> you know, Apparently when you got that mindset yeah. and you feel as though that every moment, every minute really counts, and almost mm-hmm. that drive mm-hmm. comes in. And you need to always do more, be better, and you know, create. And I always be on top of things. And Bob, I, for the listeners that
0: vocationally aren't in ministry, that yeah. applies to them too. I mean, totally. they may not be I, trying to change the world, no, but they're trying but they to they earn more in their own way and to mm-hmm. climb the mountain, so to yeah. speak. And so, be
3: the best parents they can. I think that many of us are just motivated, and we get caught up in the culture of busyness, and that doesn't just necessarily mean an amount of activity. I think that really includes a condition of your heart, right. yeah. where you're not slowing down and really understanding even the heart of your children yeah. and the heart of God. God and the, your own heart. You're not in touch the, with your own and heart. And the challenges
2: that we face in our current electronic-driven world is this social media mm. where we're constantly being judged, do you like me now? Do you like this? If post? I say it this do way, will you like this me way. now? Mm-hmm. You know, and so we're always putting ourselves out there, and we become extremely, uh, you know, almost wrung out yeah. and very... Tired. Yeah, and before we pop the lid on the
0: story, so yeah. to speak, your families of origin, uh, I think, played into some of the activity that occurred. Mm-hmm. And I identified with it as you were talking about, you know, always being kind of upbeat and. That passive orientation where you don't talk about hard things in the family. Did you both come from that kind of family? No. Uh, (laughs) I can't see you. uh, Hence the uh, disconnect.
3: No, no, no. I am so non-confrontational, and I am a pleaser. And I lived in a family of origin that never fought. My mom and dad never. I never heard yelling going on, and so I was not comfortable with anything negative. I know,
0: but now listen. Okay, Um, I am listening. People are going to hear that because we're going to get the feedback. John, and they're going to say, well, if you're a Christian, you shouldn't fight or argue. But you were saying it actually was developing unhealthy attitudes for you that Mm -hmm. weakened your ability to cope as an adult.
3: Jim, it's a dysfunction because Jesus clearly tells us that communication in love is to speak the truth in love. I was really good at speaking love. I can love and connect with pretty much anyone. Mm-hmm. I am so good at love naturally. Yeah. And I thought that's what our marriage would be.
2: And for me, I was very good at speaking truth. <laughs> and You're so much alike. <laughs> exactly. And, and I had an, a limited capacity for love because i was right so it's not necessarily And you're really an good
3: it, at confronting my negative stuff
2: because it was right because he's right yeah <laughs> yeah it, and
3: and so when he would do that then i would naturally just cower under that mm-hmm. and please him and change my and i wasn't to match trying him.
2: to be overbearing i wasn't trying to control you are just a truth I seeker i yeah. was yeah
3: so I realized when I look back at those first 17 years, I was literally conforming to anything he wanted so that the fight would never happen because so fighting is not allowed. Constant mm-hmm.
0: appeasement. But again, yeah. you just described those first 17 years as rather joyful, well, rather him, positive. She okay. made sure it was that way, I which made sure I there was know. fun in the house. Describe that situation mm-hmm. now where you're feeling that withdrawal. You're beginning yes. to understand it. Maybe not fully, but emotionally, you're dry.
3: You mean, are you talking about 17 Seven, years yeah, into your marriage? what started to I, happen? I would not know that. I wouldn't be able to see So say you weren't this. even aware of it? No. Yet. Okay. I was, when I say I was quietly desperate, I was hiding from myself.
0: So what were the circumstances that so led the to the So the circumstances is the
3: busyness. I've got, and my mindset was I've got to continue. Even when I feel desperate, I have to wake up and be determined and be selfless. And anytime the hidden me, the girl, Audrey, that was hiding behind all this desperation that just wanted to be heard, whenever she would rise up and start to feel sad, I would just shut her down and say, no, we are not selfish people. Audrey, you Mm -hmm. get up and do what you're supposed to do. So I hid that part of Audrey that was desperately asking for help, and I just shut her down, and I kept working. But then... Yeah, I was
0: just going to ask because, again, I think it's important. It sounds like a but with the fruit of the Spirit. These are the things we need to be and we're striving to be, and I can relate to that. I want to be full of joy and love and peace and and express that to all around me. But you're saying there's a part of you that couldn't always feel that and you felt yeah. guilty right. not being all that. Yeah. And
3: you heard my family of origin where negativity is not even, I'm not comfortable with any right. kind of negativity.
0: But the f- what you're saying, we've got to catch because yeah. you're saying there's a part of me that is just human. Yes. Yes. I have the Spirit of God in me. Isn't that true? But there's the part truth? of me that fights this too. And I got to mm-hmm. realize that even though I want to subdue it in the Spirit, I want to. Uh, Make sure that it's not all of me. You see, Um,
3: Jesus loves that Audrey that was stuck and hiding and wanted to draw her out and love her and hold her and comfort her in the weakness. I'm calling her her, but you know what I'm saying. And and that's why that was... I was rising up for that kind of comfort, but that's when a man, a young guy started coming to our church and he started to bring me the way I felt comfort. So he He was speaking to that Audrey. He was speaking to that Audrey. He was the only one. And I I was craving that so desperately, so thirsty for that drink of water that when he complimented me and comforted me in the way that that Audrey felt heard, I started to let down my defenses Mm. and I started to crave more and more and more of it.
0: Yeah, and and, uh, I guess the question is, as awkward as it is, what happened? I mean, where did it go?
3: Right. Well, you know, it's interesting because I'll get to you, Bob, to
0: get your input. Because
3: I thought that I was immune from any kind of um, that I would. I have 17 years. I'm a good girl. I always have been a Jesus girl, and I love Jesus. Grew up in a Christian home. Yes, and love my husband, love my kids. Never done anything that would like I was immune. Yeah, and so. I, I thought, this is so nice that he's paying attention to that, Audrey, that we're talking about. So I thought, this is wonderful that we can have a friendship, and I don't need the kind of boundaries that other people do, mm. because I'm so strong. Right. So I can go for lunch, and I can write emails, and I can, you know, alone with this guy, because he's younger than me, I'm kind of There's helping nothing him, there. I'm ministering to him, I'm showing him love. You can justify it over and over again.
0: I think everyone is hearing uh, where the, story the is mistakes. Yes. I mean, they're hearing in yeah. what you're describing where yes. you begin to... To make the mistake yes the and, friendship right. that we
3: thought was so innocent is did just took a matter of time because i began to compromise
1: this focus on the family broadcast will continue in just a moment Insurance is all about convenience and claim service. Hi, this is Danny Deeks, president of Deeks Insurance. At Deeks, this means in case of an accident or loss, the last thing you should worry about is reaching your insurance broker. Our insurance partners offer 24-7 claim service to get you the help you need anytime, day or night. As your broker, we will be there to help guide you through the claims process. To learn more about our claim service or our home and auto insurance products, you can visit us at deeksinsurance.ca.
0: Hi, this is Jim Daly. Is your family feeling tired, restless, even stressed out? Well, you're not alone. These are tough times, and that's why we at Focus on the Family have created something new and helpful for you and your loved ones. It's called Focus at Home a free on-demand streaming service featuring the faith-filled content from Focus on the Family that you know and trust. With Focus at Home, it's like you're getting access to our content vault. Explore old favorites like Adventures in Odyssey or Radio Theater. Discover new interactive children's stories. And we'll have a few surprises for you along the way. There's something fun for every member of the family. And we'll keep adding fresh titles so you can check in every day. Best of all, it's 100% biblically based. Sign up now and get total access to our best content for families during this challenging season. Visit FocusOnTheFamily.ca FocusOnTheFamily.ca Thanks for
1: listening to Focus on the Family. We'll continue now with the balance of our programming. And now here's more of our conversation with the Meisners as we continue. I asked Bob this question. How would you have responded if Audrey had come to you and explained the temptation she was facing with this other
2: man? Oh, you know, I wished I would have had that opportunity. Again, I don't know how I would have responded, but I would imagine I would have done it with love uh, because we cared so deeply about each other. I can remember us being together, having lunch, and I would challenge her on the relationship. Because you were noticing
0: something, yeah.
2: And, and I was, and I was having some uncomfortable feelings, mm-hmm. and so I'd ask her, and she's like, "No, no, everything's fine, everything's safe." And so I wanted to trust her in this, and so had she, I believe, that had she been willing, because you know, pride is the place where we hide. And a lot of times in our pride, it's like, we don't need God. I've got this managed. I can do this. But when we're willing to humble ourselves, that's when we embrace truth. And when we find truth, we really begin to be set free. And so in our relationship, in our journey to wholeness, is that we've been real lovers of truth. Mm. And no more secrets, no more hiding. And we are not dependent you know, on each other, but we're totally dependent on him.
0: Well, and that can be the outcome, which is the most God centric, positive outcome yeah. that can occur. It unfortunately doesn't often go that direction. And that's, again, one of the reasons we're grateful for you guys and your vulnerability and your willingness can I tell to you share. Why I
3: lied well, he-
0: we're going to get, yeah, I want to get right back to that part of the story yeah. because we kind of jumped ahead to, you know, the healing process, yeah. but I want people to feel. The pain that both you and Bob were Mm -hmm. going through. How long did the affair last?
3: Um, it, we were friends, friends for a couple years and that friendship developed. And, um, I, so
0: that's where Bob was noticing a yeah, little concern, especially
3: during the end because we started spending more and more, okay. our, our friendship was escalating and it turned into flirting. And then okay. it was, that felt so good because then he's speaking to my beauty, you know, right. and every woman wants to feel beautiful and desired. Yeah. And I was like, wow, you know, this guy is paying so much attention to me. And the reason I lied when he asked me is that I didn't want it to stop. I was getting to the point where I was addicted to this friendship, where it was feeding me, and it became almost like my drug of choice. Right. Like he feeds that part of me that well, selfish ego. I don't yeah, know. what Yeah, no, I, what but want to Audrey. Call
0: it. That's where I really want to camp for a second yeah. here because I think it's important for everyone, whether you're a man or a woman. What Audrey is describing here is so critical. It's the appetite of our heart. I mean, Scripture will describe it as even a lust that yes, we have. yeah And I. I want people to really, as best as they can, identify that in their own lives, where that is at. So let's dig into that.
3: And the root of it is the pain. You see, I hope that people hear that it's, yes, it's selfish, but see, there's that part of me again, that girl that's hiding, that is in so much pain that I'm trying to find that place. And I wish, oh, I wish that I would have gone to Jesus and he could have found me there.
0: Well, that's my next question. Where was your relationship with the Lord? Um, You're in a Christian home. You grew up in a Christian home. You're married to a Christian man. You're in church. What are you praying like? I am is journaling. This is going on? I am
3: praying and I am being very honest in my journal saying, I am confused, God. What do I do? Are you I- hearing
0: from him? well, is he saying, yes, you are confused, Audrey. What are you doing? Run, run, run. You see,
3: it was a wrestling. You can hear the wrestling. The Holy Spirit, Audrey wanted to make that choice and do the right thing and be strong and be that lover of truth. But the selfish Audrey was like, no, I finally feel heard. I have to have this relationship or I'm going to die. And
0: that was more powerful than your ear for God.
3: It went out because that friendship eventually turned into a sexual affair. Something I never dreamed would ever happen Mm. to me. But, what kept me was I believe those um, just th- everything about who God says I am. This was not me. Finally, the voice inside of my heart that said, "There's nothing about this that is you, Audrey. This is not you. This is not you. You love your husband. You love your children. You love your family. You love God. This is not you." He's screaming, "Stop! Stop! Stop!" Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, you're describing a fork in the road yes. that you came to, and you, through God's leading, your Humility, crumbling. I mean, you had to say, I Bokeness. am. I, this is David and Nathan. Yeah. Nathan saying you're the one. Yeah.
3: That's uh, exactly what But it's coming from, within, from your within your own me. heart in yeah. this case. That's a good point.
0: Um, I want to help people have that moment, yes. that fork in the road, because I guess the question in my mind is, why do they choose the other fork? Why do they choose the other I road? I
3: understand the ones that are choosing the other one. You can and hear that in is my happening? voice. happening?
0: What is happening yes. in their heart and in their head when they choose the other
3: path? When they're choosing that path, they think they're going to get the escape. It wasn't about the sex for me. It was the escape from that extremely busy, driven, external life that was driving me. This felt like an escape for me. And so we think that this is going to give us the escape or the pleasure that we want, but I feel like shouting it from the housetops to that person, it's not going to get you what you want because you're going to go down a road of pain that is going to lead you to everything that is destruction, depression, devastation. You want to talk about desperation. You choose this road. Sin is pleasurable for a season. The Bible even teaches us that. But the road that you go on, you're choosing, if you choose that path, is pain beyond belief.
0: The word that is coming to my heart and mind is grace. I mean, this is evidence of God's grace, that you weren't counseling with another human being at this point. You're having the struggle Nobody in your own heart. Nobody in the
3: heart. world knew what was this going on. This is one on. of the
0: best expressions of God's grace that I can imagine. That He is speaking to you in every way. And Audrey, wake up. He loved me
3: on yeah. my worst day, Jim. You yeah. want to talk about grace? Jesus was loving me while I was in that sexual sin and still speaking to my heart.
0: But the issue is, you've got to hear it. You do. And so many people crush the still. I
3: understand the wrestling, voice. but I'm just like if they could hear the pain that it leads to. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, this is a good spot to mention Hope Restored, John. I mean, again, if you're that couple that is living in this desperation, you are listening to Audrey and you're going, it's me. Audrey is me, or I'm almost there, or I just went through that. I don't know what to do. Call us. Yes. Let us amplify yes. the voice of God in your heart. Let us give it... Um, whatever more weight it might need, let us counsel with you.
3: And mm-hmm. let focus on the, the people here love that person that's hiding. You know, yes. just be not with the love of the Lord that is so supernatural, you know, yeah. to just love you. I'm just saying to the listener, let and, God love you there. The key here out.
0: is it's not about the judgment of the misdoing. And I want to come back next time and talk about that because we can do so much damage in that regard. Sure, there was truth. And Bob, I want your perspective. Mm-hmm. I want to hear you, the truth guy. Mm-hmm. Talk about your wrestling with your wife over this and how she came to you and said what was happening, which, Audrey, great credit to you that you didn't keep it hidden. That's well, it's hard
3: to even take that because I mean I think back of that even involving myself in that sexual sin like that's something I will always grieve over that fact. God has forgiven me and I've forgiven myself. And I, I think wish if I King David
0: were here, he would say you yes, should grieve that. Yes, because he yes. grieved it too.
3: And I think of that verse: "She who's been forgiven much loves much." And if anything, that turning that into the redemption of how Jesus can heal our hearts.
0: Yeah. Bob, I'm sure people are going, okay, we got Audrey's story, but man, if I were her husband, I'd be out of there. I've got to at least capture We only got a little a minute.
2: Yeah.
0: I need to capture at least that perspective.
2: Why hang in there? Because I've been loved, and he loves me. And I remember one day <clears throat> receiving a phone call from my dad. Saying to me, Bob, I thought you should hear it from me. I'm leaving your mom. I never, ever wanted to make that phone call to my children. Oh. So if what God says about himself is really true and real, because I could not live with just a theological understanding. I needed his truth to become my reality. And then that drove me into his throne room of grace because no longer was it an issue of right or wrong. His realities had to become mine. And, Bob, the thing about that Hmm. is
0: that you have every right to be the older brother, Uh the one full of bitterness, full of jealousy, full of contempt because of what you have done to me. I'm not saying I didn't have those. Yeah, but... You work through them, obviously. Yeah, you have to. And I'm speaking to that person who's in the middle of that that is justified in their mind and in their heart. They are righteous, saying, you wronged me in a way that even the Bible, even the Lord himself gives me an exit card for. I can get out of this relationship because of what you did to me. It's not his choice. It's not his desire for us. But he does say, yes, I can end this marriage because of what you've done. That's power. That's power.
2: Yeah. But again, then all I'm looking out for is me. All I'm concerned about is me at the expense of my wife, at the expense of my children, but more than that, at the expense of generations. And that's something that I hear and see with Focus on the Family is that you love deeply the generations. You're speaking to generations. It's not about me. But it is about the legacy I will leave to my generation. Well, and
0: here is the profoundness of what you're saying. If I could crystallize it marriage, in so many ways, is all about us becoming more like Christ. Even in the failures that you have experienced as a couple, what I love here is you made good decisions after making a bad decision. And what you, I think, have learned, and what I just heard you say, is that you have done it. You've become more like Christ in that you laid your selfishness aside, became more selfless for your bride.
2: That is huge. That's something I get to experience, but what the world sees, because marriage is that prophetic voice in the earth of how Christ loves the church. Therefore, the world should be able to look at us and say, so that's what the love of God looks like. This isn't about me or our story. This is about the extravagance of a father's love towards me. Amen.
0: I mean, now, uh, unfortunately, we got to stop here, but there is more to this story. We're going to come back next time and pick this up. And I have missed several questions that are rattling around in my mind that I want to ask you. And I think it would be really uh, good for us to come back. The cliffhanger is, Audrey, you you were pregnant.
3: The cliffhanger was two weeks later, we found out I was pregnant as a result of this affair. This baby was not Bob's and would not look like our other children.
0: And at this point, we got to say, come back and hear the rest of the story. Thanks for being with us. And we'll pick it up next time
1: that's how we concluded the first part of our conversation with doctors bob and audrey meisner on today's episode of focus on the family
0: Uh, john if any of our listeners can identify with the pain and heartbreak that bob and audrey described today i pray that you'll contact us we have a team of christian counselors who are available to talk with you pray with you and give you some guidance on next steps And we mentioned Hope Restored at the beginning of this program. At these sessions, uh, we've seen some of the most broken people, couples who had divorce papers in hand and were only going as a last-ditch effort. Uh, but God intervenes, mm-hmm. and we've seen miracle after miracle as a result of Hope Restored. We have a 99% satisfaction rate from the couples who attend, and four out of five couples who we've surveyed are still together two years later after going through this counseling I want to urge you to take advantage of these great resources for your marriage, and that includes the Meisner's powerful book, Marriage Undercover. Order your copy today directly from Focus on the Family Canada. And remember, when you do a part of those proceeds, go right back into saving and strengthening marriages, like we've shared about today. So please, be generous with your support of Focus Canada.
1: Call us at 800 That's 800, the letter A, and the word family. Or visit focusonthefamily.ca to learn more. Next time, you'll hear how God transformed the heart of Bob Meisner after Audrey
2: confessed her affair. Everything inside of me wanted to expose her. Everything inside of me wanted to shame her. Look what she did to me. But all that would do is puff up my self-righteousness. I'm the innocent one here. I'm the victim here. She did this to me. And he says, that's not the heart of God.
1: On behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team, thanks for joining us today for Focus on the Family. I'm John Fuller inviting you back as we once more help you and your family thrive in Christ.